three nerds in their 30s, each with family and job responsibilities. Time is limited, money is limited, maturity is setting in, but there's always time for a little lunch. Pull up a chair and open up your brown paper bag. Nerd Lunch is beginning now. Greetings, listeners. It's time to adjust those rabbit ears and listen to a new episode of the Nerd Lunch podcast. I'm your host, Carlin Trammell, a.k.a. CT, and I have wrestled back the hosting reins from Jeej for episode number 12. And I have a feeling that this is going to be another great episode, or that could just be the frozen burrito I ate, not sitting well with me. Not really sure which. You know the routine by now. Let's bring in some more nerds. Uh, first up, want to welcome back Jeej from the Nerd Lunch uh, blog. Good morning, Jeej. Good morning, CT. I'm pretty excited about this episode because we're going to enter a new era of television tonight because I am the man that has the vision and the courage to air 24 by 7 reruns of the greatest show ever made. And I want to know, are you guys ready for Maud TV? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> you might want to quickly rethink your plans. It's going to be a short podcast for well, me then. Yeah, while I bring in packs, just kind of adjust your notes there a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just heard from him, and I just said his name uh, from the Cavalcade of Awesome blog at cavalcadeofawesome.net. Pax and Holly. Greetings, fellows. Greetings, nerdketeers. I am sitting here noshing on a Twinkie Wiener sandwich and waiting for my turn to spin the wheel of fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice reference. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and on uh, this episode of the Nerd Lunch Podcast, our fourth chair sits empty. And look, it's just because we didn't feel like cleaning for company this week. Kind of lazy that way. Yeah. I got to say, our, our guests have put up with s- some pretty sloppy accommodations here. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we don't clean when they are here. So, Oh, I do. Oh, that's how it happens. I wash my hair every night before the podcast. <laughs> So on that note, let's move on to our main topic. And for um, for for this episode, we um, we've done something where we each have um, acquired in uh, some special way. Perhaps we've inherited it. Perhaps we've purchased it. Uh, perhaps we've stolen it. Who knows? Uh, a UHF station. Now, some of you may not know what this is um, because they aren't really uh, around anymore. But once upon a time, uh, we had to have televisions that had antenna. And we would get our television through the airwaves. And there was a, uh, a, a band of channels, and I believe it was channels 14 through 83, if the internet can be believed. And uh, those channels would be uh, UHF, or ultra-high-frequency channels. And um, these stations were uh, typically not uh, network stations. So there weren't, these were not your CBS affiliates, your NBC affiliates. Uh, they weren't your PBS. They were uh, generally owned by... Um, you know, some, some person who could, who could, uh, put whatever they wanted on essentially. And, um, so we are going to say we each have one of these UHF stations and, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've done, uh, with our stations. Um, it is kind of an archaic way of thinking about entertainment, you know, in this day and age, um, with DVDs and internet programming and, uh, and all that, there's kind of a, a backwards thinking. Um, the way I've approached it just to sort of say at first is, um, even though this sort of, uh, method predates a lot of, um, programming, um, 
that I like, I'm going to incorporate programming that may post-date UHF um, stations. So, so we'll see a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of mix um, from me anyway. Uh, we'll see about the other guys. Um, so uh, before we get into it, like, do you guys have any fond memories of uh, UHF stations? I know, Gigi, you, um, you've talked quite fondly about uh, some in the past. We'll, we'll start with you. Yeah, so there uh, were several times in my life where uh, I ended up with a TV that had antennas. I think the very first TV I ever had of my own in my bedroom uh, did not have cable. I don't think it was a cable-ready TV, if I remember correctly. It only had rabbit ears. Um, And where I lived on the uh, far outskirts of Chicago, if you had a good enough antenna, you could get several of these UHF stations. And I remember discovering this as like a 12-year-old and like all these shows I had never heard of and they would have – one of them would air like five hours of professional wrestling and a block of WWF and AWA and all this different kind of programming that I hadn't seen before. Um, And so you know, I was definitely sort of catching the tail end of that because when cable came along, a lot of these stations were not in our cable lineup. And, you know, so I kind of drifted away from them. Although what I have noticed here uh, living closer into Chicago is many of these stations are still around and are still UHF, but they're now appearing as these digital sub channels, either on your digital cable or if you have an antenna, uh, still you would get multiple channels on the same channel. And so I actually have a couple of these that come in. Uh, now that I actually watch quite regularly. So this has been something that I, you know, I've had in my life uh, basically since I had control of my own TV. And I, I definitely appreciate that programming. I definitely remember UHF and I remember there being UHF channels. I remember the dial was like, it had like that thousand channels on it. But, uh, I don't remember like watching too much on it. I don't, I mean, I don't think, uh, I mean, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama and I don't, think they got a lot of it but uh so I, I don't really remember watching it i remember it existing and i remember hearing about it but i didn't really watch it a lot yeah i was trying to think of specific memories as well i mean i'm i remember um encountering those kinds of televisions where you had to turn the one knob to uh uhf and then the other knob yes. would be the rest of the channels and uh yeah and i i feel like there was a lot of shows that i would watch um that were like there were a lot of stations i would watch that were things that were like the like the fox affiliate uh, before it became a Fox affiliate, it was a UHF station. Or before it became a CW, it was a, a UHF station. And I, so I kind of remember them being around, but um, I don't really remember the specific things I watched necessarily. So, uh, but that that said, it was still kind of fun to to do this exercise. Um, one of the things I was asking you guys to do was kind of come up with um, sort of a name for your station and a station slogan and mascot and personalities. Just to tell us a little bit about your stations. Um, and uh, did you guys do that? Pax, did you uh, happen to come up with some ideas for that? Uh, yeah, I'd, I came up with a few. I originally was going to call it, like, uh, what was it? I was going to call it, like, with my name, like PaxNet or something like that, but I didn't like that. So I wound up kind of just uh, making it similar to my blog, and I called it Cavalcade TV. <laughs> nice. Do you have, like, a <laughs> station slogan? Is it uh, Cavalcade of Awesome? or? Uh... Uh, it's... Uh, uh, one one time I use the same as sometimes my blog has it. The cranking the awesome up to eleven oh, yeah. was my uh, was my mascot <laughs> was my uh, slogan I put underneath that. Did you have sort of any kind of mascot or anything too? Or uh, I didn't at first, but I started thinking about it before 
we got on here and I the only thing I could think of I didn't have a the only thing I could think of is in the image of my head is like a uh, like a picture of a, a guy's head and then him just getting like clocked in the face with a fist that's the only thing that popped into my head <laughs> I was thinking about it and I don't know why but that's what popped into my head when I thought about it <laughs> you should have the fist like come out of the television oh there you go punch okay. him in the face yep. yes I like that I'm I like I'm going to work on that graphic and and I will I will definitely give credit to you Jeej for that <laughs> All right, Jeej, what about you? What did what, you do for your uh, TV station? Uh, I finally settled on Pillarbox TV, which Pillarbox is basically the opposite of Letterbox. So if you're watching something that's a uh, 4 by 3 aspect ratio, it's the black bars on the side of your wide aspect TV <laughs> because I'm basically going to be airing mostly older program that's not in HD. And so most of the time you're going to have these stupid pillar boxes on your TV if you're watching my channel. That's a great with that um, being uh, the name, the slogan I came up with is squandering your high def TV since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of mascot or I was having more trouble with the mascot. I, I was thinking about like a, a cartoon or a CG kind of animated TV that had arm and legs and would like roam around and, and do things but that's pretty much the TiVo logo and I think they'd probably sue me into oblivion for that but so I'm not I'm not exactly sure but that's where I was going would be like an old clunky like Philco tube TV that was somehow some horribly animated creature it's like the metal rabbit ears exactly rabbit ears on the top and maybe like the screen would either have his face on it or he could alternate between his face and, and showing mod reruns or something I don't know but uh or one of those like uh, off-air screens, like with the, the bullseye on it. Yes, the, the test Indian, pattern. The Indian yeah. head. Yeah. Well, for my station, I um, I went the route that Pax did not. I named mine Pax TV. <laughs> no, I I actually I went. It's a great I, name, Carl, yeah. Great name. <laughs> I named uh, I named it after me. I I said, you know what? I'm uh, it's my station, and uh, I. Um, love the uh, the fact that you know I can probably be on the air anytime I want because it's my station, and so it's going to be CTTV, and uh, I'm not going to make any apologies for it. And uh, who's going to be the mascot? Me, <laughs> me. I'm going to be the mascot, whether you like it or not. It's my it's station. All about you. That's right. So you're going to be in all the promos and everything as yes. well. Yes. <laughs> Every promo. Every uh, every bit of original programming we have, I will somehow be a part of it. It's all it's all about me. You're gonna do all the commercials too. Yes, <laughs> I like this channel. <laughs> and I, I I won't ever watch this. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> FYI, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> so um, I didn't really have a slogan because I figured I'm enough, right? I mean, just <laughs> a picture of you me can... that's gonna do it, right? Where yeah. it's all about me, CTTV. <laughs> where it's all about me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. CTV. Because you know you. Because you know you want to watch me. Because <laughs> you know you want to watch me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, what what did you guys think about? Did you, are you guys a twenty four hour station? Do you have uh, you have certain hours of operation? Are you? Um, or I, I mean, I'll just start. I, I, I'm a uh, six to. I start at six in the morning. And then we go off the air at one in the morning, uh, or we do we go to infomercials or something instead. Uh, that's that's sort of the uh, programming block that I focused on. Uh, what about you, Jeej? Yeah, I planned on being on the air twenty four hours, but like you, I would dump to 
every infomercial I could sell starting at midnight or 1 a.m. And then I was thinking of picking up like at six or so to uh, catch the kids that are watching the TV and eating their bowl of cereal or whatever. Yeah, I originally thought it was going to be 24 hours. And then I I liked the idea of doing the uh, off air like around two o'clock in the morning or whatever. Because I remember that from uh, college. There were channels in Auburn that went off. Like like around noon, they st- or around midnight, they would run some just ridiculously cheesy local. Like, um, this lady would get on and give like a scripture or something like that, and then it would go to the national anthem, and then it would go to snow. And uh, I just I have fun memories of that for some reason. So I was I was kind of thinking I'd go off like around two and do the same thing, just get some old lady on there to talk about something <laughs> she did that day, go to the anthem, and then go to snow. <laughs> Would it be I the think same? you could update that. You could uh, do some <laughs> other patriotic things, like you could get that that Kid Rock "I'm a Warrior" National Guard commercial that they play in the movie theaters. Like you could <laughs> run that and then go off the air or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, yeah, any variation on that. But then I got to have the, the old lady. There was one time, and then the reason I was thinking of this was because uh, I, I, one year I was in college and we were up. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and the, the channel was getting ready to go off, and the, the old lady comes on and she gives her little story is something about today about driving and then starts talking about how she get this guy cut her off and she called the guy that was like and then some yahoo cut me off and then she stopped herself composed herself and said sorry blessed child of god cut me off and it was two o'clock in the morning so we just rolled on the floor laughing that she had to censor herself because she said yahoo so that is stuck in my mind i want that lady to get on and do my uh off air um, off air thing. I think so. that saying Yahoo at two in the morning actually is uh, is wrong. I mean, I think it's, it's some sort of FCC violation. Yeah, it, it's only at it, two in the morning, though. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's an odd, like old law, one of those old laws. Yes, <laughs> like, like you can't fish with a shotgun or something. Right. right. Have you looked to see if this old lady's got any clips on YouTube? You've got to try and find her. Oh yeah, you're right. I do have to find her. I, I'll I will investigate and see if I can find her. Awesome. Yeah, you, should, you need to do a whole blog post about her. <laughs> if I find her, there will be a blog post about her. <laughs> but it's funny that you bring up the sort of nostalgia and sort of kitschiness of, of you know going off the air still like that's what the infomercials are to me like i want to like go find matthew lesko and make him the you know the question mark suit guy make him like do new infomercials for me like i think having the infomercials is just part of the cheesy experience yeah. uh, from from my perspective all right well let's run through um let's kind of like walk through the weekdays um because i'm kind of figuring we're all going to kind of have similar uh, weekday schedule. So our Monday through Friday schedules are probably going to be, um, you know, individually they're going to be the same on, on all those days or very close to it. So let's just kind of walk through the blocks of time and, and talk about um, sort of the morning segment um, for the weekdays. Um, and I'll go ahead and start uh, uh, this time. And I decided to, like Jeej was saying earlier, something, a little something for the kids. Um, I'm going to start off with um, some Sesame Street, but I'm not talking about Sesame Street of today, I'm talking about Sesame Street Old School. I'm going to go back and find, uh, I guess they did air these on a, a cable channel, but something from like the first 10 to 15 years of Sesame Street, back when Jim Henson was still involved, um, back before Elmo joined the cast. Um, I'm going to get those episodes of Sesame Street, and those are going to be on 
And then also old episodes of Fraggle Rock are going to be on. So lots of uh, good puppety, puppetry uh, educational goodness from my youth. Excellent. I do like that. All right, uh, Jeej, what about you? How, what's your morning look like for weekdays? Um, so I've kind of got two blocks. Early morning, like you, I'm going to get the kids before they go to school. And I was uh, slotting cartoons, so from maybe like 6 to 8 a.m. or something like that. And I was thinking like some of these not too new but not too old sort of 80s and 90s cartoons that have a ton of episodes and lots of action. Um, so I was thinking things like Gargoyles and the real Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and things like that that I could get a lot of programming out of and that would probably be new and still of interest to today's kids. And and the fact that I just I, I love that Gargoyles cartoon. I I watched that in college. I thought that was excellent. I agree. It is. It was surprisingly good. I still need to. Well, I think those are all on DVD now. I think uh, I'm pretty sure they are. Are and I need to uh, check those out because I I think I just caught a couple here and there. And I I know it's got uh, like Jonathan Frakes and Michael Dorn. It's got basically all of them. I mean, so some of them are regulars. Um, so you've got like Keith David and Frakes and like Marina Sirtis are regulars. But then during the run, all seven Next Generation cast members, I think, maybe not Patrick Stewart, but certainly the other six make an appearance as uh, voice work. But it may be all seven even. All right. Uh, Pax, what, what's your morning look like? Um, I'm like you guys. I'm was going to schedule for the kids in the morning. Um, like a lot of my scheduling is going to be like eighties, early nineties, stuff like that. Uh, maybe even a little late seventies. Cause that's all hits in my wheelhouse. So the early stuff is going to be cartoons that I enjoyed. Like, you know, the big stuff like he man. Um, I also love brave star and, um, Herculoids, stuff like that. I'd love to get, <laughs> I'd love to get, um, the rights to like something like Saturday Supercade or something. Um, I'd maybe even have, and I, cause I remember this when I was growing up, like a cartoon kids variety show or something to have like some wacky host. And, uh, he introduces stuff like, uh, the super friends or like a bunch of different superhero cartoons, um, that I remember from the eighties. So, um, early stuff would be cartoons or kid related shows, uh, like that up until about noon, I guess. So you've blocked it off wow. for the entire uh, morning, uh, weekday morning cartoons. Pretty much. I, yeah, I, and that's what I did originally. I was like, I blocked it up till about noon, but then I was kind of wavering on if and I was going to keep it noon because then I thought, was I going to have any? The other thing I was thinking about was maybe having like a talk show or two um, in the early afternoon, and I hadn't decided if I was going to do that or not. Um, maybe something like something like a. Um, Geraldo or some just come completely ridiculous in the morning okay. so the housewives can watch. So, Jeeves, uh, when you were talking about the cartoons, about when about when did that kind of stop for you? Are you pretty much your early morning time? Yeah, I would say, you know, eight or nine. You wrap that up once the kids have gone to school. And then for me, I would switch over to classic game shows and run out the rest of the morning with Match Game and Hollywood Squares and Joker's Wild and Tic-Tac-Doe and Press Your Luck all that kind of stuff that really that was what the game show network was on on cable and satellite when it started and they've kind of gotten away from that but that that's what i want so i'm uh i'm plowing some 70s and 80s game shows on there some old uh, super password old family feud that kind of yeah, stuff. yeah bert convy doing bert, some super yes. password yes, bert <laughs> convy. 
Excellent. Uh, yeah, I had the Sesame Street Fraggle Rock for uh, for a couple hours, two or three hours in the morning, and then I uh, I actually launched into one of my fond memories of summers when I was growing up uh, watching WGN was uh, the big block of old uh, 70s and 80s uh, shows. And so um, that's what I move into next. I go into like Rockford Files, The A-Team, uh, Incredible Hulk, and Dukes of Hazard. So I had this, this big run of uh, 80s, 70s, 80s uh, classic um, action kind of shows. Strangely yeah. enough, that's my early afternoon. That's a, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's where I was going to block mine. I was going to do all shows like that. Like I was maybe going to do a movie in the afternoon and then start off with with those action, like 70s, 80s action shows, and then lead into my evening. Gotcha. Ah, uh, the Duke's a hazard. What kid yeah. wouldn't love to see that at 9 o'clock in the morning when he should be at school? <laughs> I liked your idea, Jeege of the game shows because everyone you listed there were some of my favorites. I loved Joker's Wild and Tic Tac Doe, and they aired back to back for in like when I was growing up, like more early afternoon, like three to four, like it was right after school. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think it was like on USA or something because oh, I yeah, remember yeah, there would be times when I'd get out of school early and I could make it home to see Joker's Wild, and I would like run home from elementary school to try and make <laughs> it for two thirty when Joker's Wild came on. Yeah. Loved that, so I yeah I toyed with that idea too. So that great call there. Now, would you have uh, any uh, episodes of the old Wheel of Fortune where they had to buy stuff? <laughs> I've, I'm sure I would eventually get to that. Although that's got to even be more surreal now. And you're like, really, you can buy a jet ski for three hundred dollars? But yeah, like that was a, always a weird like mechanic. Por- or buy like the porcelain RCA dog for a thousand dollars. Just to fill up, like just because you had the money left over or whatever, you had and to you buy yeah. something. Made you buy you something can't you keep didn't it, want. right? You're not allowed to keep that, so buy you a porcelain dog. <laughs> um, and then people would be watching that at home, like that was somehow riveting. Like, look, watch people shop with yeah. fake money to buy things they don't want. Yeah, yeah. When did they finally do away with that? It was, it was probably late '80s, early '90s. It was before they got rid of the daytime Wheel of Fortune because the last few years of that, it was just like the regular Wheel of Fortune where you would just win the money. Yeah, that's right. They were two different. There was a nighttime and a daytime. Was it both? Uh, both of them done by Sajak and uh, Vanna White. At some points they were, but for most of it, it was somebody else. I think when it started, it was both. It was Pat Sajak and Vanna White on both, and then there was a different host later on, if I remember right. I think I think you're right. All right. Did um, now let me just kind of mention some I had uh, here. So I had that block of um, the classic 70s, 80s television shows, and then at noon, I uh, have a block for a television show called Nerd Lunch, the TV series. And uh, you, uh, I think both of you are familiar with a little thing I did uh, for three episodes called Nerd Lunch, the web series. And uh, I, I loved, even though it was a lot of work, and there were a couple of times where it got hairy and hazy and crazy, and I was too busy and I took on too much. I loved doing it, and I. Um, I would take having a TV station, uh, I would take that opportunity to, to return to doing something like it. And, uh, and maybe, maybe doing it daily would be too much, but um, I would certainly love to try. So that's, uh, that's a little original programming I would try and do. Do you, any of you have any kind of original programming on weekdays uh, you know, in, in the morning or afternoon worth mentioning? I do uh, not have any on weekdays. All, all my original stuff would be on the weekend. 
Um, I, I mean, I have, I mean, it depends on original. I do have, like, I had a block in evenings I planned on each weekday evening of okay. doing something. I wanted to bring back, like, TV movies and, like, TV event movies and reunion movies and stuff like that. So, like, I'd show old ones like North and South and um, the Bionic Man reunion movies and just family ties goes to England stuff like that you know and and <laughs> just all that stuff because I loved all of that all those specials and everything and and so I, I went to block off in the evenings a time where I'd show old ones but then I'd also commission new ones um, mm-hmm. stuff like uh, off the top of my head I was thinking I'd like to do like bring back um, do a new Bionic Man but do you know, kind of like Kevin Smith is doing, but do it as TV movies instead of starting a whole series. Because um, that's how The Bionic Man started originally, whereas three TV movies. Um, I'd like to do that. I wanted to do like Angel reunion movies, um, but I don't think I can get Boreanis out of Bones, or he probably won't even want to come out of Bones, but damn it, I would do it. It's I would our try fa- to get him out of It's there. our fantasy. We can do what we want. <laughs> exactly. So I would bring him out of there and bring him back to Angel and do reunion movies for Angel um, and uh, stuff like that. I have a couple other ideas for original TV shows, but um, one of the big things I wanted to do was bring back TV movies, which were big in the 80s, and uh, show old ones, but also come up with new ones. Okay. All right. Well, so I feel like I kind of jumped us ahead a little bit. We'll, we'll circle back around to uh, talking about that more, but uh, let's Let's then go back to our uh, our afternoon schedule and um, kind of clean that up a little bit. So, Gee, you already alluded to the fact that you were going to have a block of uh, time in the afternoon devoted to uh, classic action shows like the A Team and stuff. Did you have another list of shows that you would that you would uh, include that I had not mentioned? Um, in that block, it would be I would probably do like Charlie's Angels, A Team. You know, maybe get one kind of more serious or like Kojak or something in there. But I, I think I would do probably like three hours of that. And then once it, it got time for the kids to get out of school, I would shift more to like classic sitcom things and have some things that would be more of interest to, to the kids that are plopping down in front of the TV. Uh, what about you, Pax? What, what does your afternoon on weekdays look like? I'd do like we said, I'd probably do the... Uh 80s uh, action shows like A-Team and um, Dukes of Hazard, and maybe even intersperse a couple of, you know, the game shows that were good just to kind of get us, get us to kids coming home and getting ready for dinner and stuff like that, and then uh, transition into the evening shows. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I did another couple more um, uh, shows, like uh, 80s shows. I, I went with more of the, like a serious kind of show, like a Miami Vice um, in the early afternoon. And then transitioning um, into the later afternoon as kids came home, I have a block of cartoons, um, the shows that I remember watching in the afternoon. So I've got Transformers, G.I. Joe, He-Man, and She-Ra. Um, and those could rotate out to be other shows as well, you know, Thundercats or something as, along the way. Um, and then uh, and then as we go into the evening, I transition into sitcoms, beginning with um, with uh, Even Stevens, which was on the Disney Channel. So it's a little more kids, kid-centric but then they gradually get into a little more um, uh, maybe ad- adult focus, so like uh, Scrubs and Futurama um, would be in that block as well. Interesting call. I, those <laughs> those cartoons, those are those were the five that I watched after elementary school. You know, the entire time that uh, I was growing up. So I definitely, I, I know they don't hold up so much as an adult, but uh, definitely a lot of nostalgia there. 
yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I would the He Man and the She Ra actually kind of do do hold up surprisingly well. I mean, I've watched a few of those in recent days. They, they I mean, they're not like they're not great by any means, but they hold up better in my mind than like GI Joe does. And I didn't really watch Transformers and Thundercats as much, but uh, but it's my station, and I would now have the opportunity to do that. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so I would. Um, but yeah, it's just I think again it'd be something that the kids would enjoy. Um, because they don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. It would be interesting. I have heard a lot of uh, uh, theories bandied about, sort of like on how. And Cordy has written about some of these kinds of things uh, when he's deconstructed uh, some of the children's programming that he's watched. Uh, there's just, I think, a fundamental difference in sort of how society is now, and and that kind of drives why kids' programming is the way it is, and it may not be that interesting um, to a kid of 2011 to watch something from 1982 just because of how different the world is. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, yeah, there might be something to do that with G.I. Joe for sure. I mean, it's uh, G.I. Joe coming out of the 80s and that very pro, um, pro-America, pro you know, where we were still dealing with communism and, and that sort of thing, and now we're dealing with a different kind of America. I mean, I wonder if He-Man and She-Ra are kind of immune to that a, li- a bit more because because it is off-world and it's sort of more fantastical in nature. But uh, definitely I can see that with, with G.I. Joe of all of them. Well, and I've heard even that just sort of the content and pacing and sort of how much action is or isn't in things is really different now because all of us are so used to, even kids are used to being able to just control what they watch whenever. Like, I want to watch this thing right now, even though it's not on. And when we were that age, okay, there's three other channels I could watch, so I'm going to watch this episode, even if it sucks, because there literally is nothing else for me to consume from a media standpoint, and it's just not that kind of environment today. And so people are very uh, very much accustomed to sort of a different style of entertainment, even the kids. That's true, because even back then, I mean, it was totally, for us, appointment TV. You know, it's like, hey, I get home... I get home from school at three and I got to hurry home because I have, you know, Joker's Wild or I have Gargoyles coming on. So I need to get my butt home and watch it. And uh, now the kids just DVR it and watch it whenever they want. Um, It's kind of funny watching cartoons now and stuff that kids are supposed to watch now. And it's like I can't get into it. It's like too much. I'm like, ah. And uh, I go back and watch. I've thanks to netflix been going back to watch some of the cartoons i used to watch when i was a kid i'm like i gotta see if these measure up i mean is it just me or what and i i got stuff like galaxy high which was one of my favorites and it totally held up i was really surprised how well um that was made at least for me i mean i enjoyed it it was funny it was interesting um same thing with he-man and dungeons and dragons they all held up surprisingly well for me so it was just funny to go back and watch something like kids watch now especially like that star wars clone wars i just don't like that show and it is i don't like the animation it looks weird all right so let's move into prime time so i'm talking uh i've got it down as seven o'clock through eleven o'clock and so this could vary you know beginning, beginning depending on time zones but uh, what what does your prime time look like pax uh this is and i mentioned it before the uh I would mainly be movies. Um, 
I, I could do I could do regular movies if I didn't have, but uh, one of my focuses was bringing back the TV movies. But I would also air '80s movies that I love. Like you know, I'd be airing like Back to the Future movies, or I love the and this is '90s, but The Shadow uh, with Alec Baldwin. I love that movie. Um, you can you can air it on your station. I'm not going to be airing it on mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd probably be the only one watching it since this is my channel. But uh, I would, I'd show movies like that. But I'd also do the TV movies um, that I remember from when I was growing up, like uh, North and South. And I'd create a bunch of new ones. And that would be just movie stuff. Would be my uh, prime time from like you said from. Seven till the evenings. You're, late talk, evening. you're talking every every night, so Monday through Friday, you're doing movies. Uh, mostly, yeah, mostly the uh, during the week. Yeah, I uh, I did come up with like on I, I did come up with a theme on Thursday and Friday since they were the end of the week, and I remember Thursday nights and Friday nights being theme week on whatever channel. So like I had on Thursday, I have what I call Bionic Thursday, and I do back to back like Bionic Man, Bionic Woman. Um, their TV movies, whatever. If I create a new Bionic Man, I'd show it, you know, just a block of the Bionic shows. Maybe even that Bionic 6 cartoon that was out for a while. Um, and then Friday, I came up with a uh, theme I called Badass Theater, where I showed 80s action movies like Co- Cobra, Raw Deal, Commando, Missing in Action, stuff like that. You'll have tough competition from the Spanish language station. They'd love to air that stuff. <laughs> My wife will come downstairs every once in a while, and I'm, wa- I'm watching, you know, the octagon in Spanish or something because it, it's on Telefutura or whatever. <laughs> I bet it's just as amazing in Espanol. Oh, you you haven't lived till you've seen Tadishi Yamashita uh, speak in Spanish. <laughs> Watch Chuck Norris in the original Spanish. <laughs> I believe he invented Spanish, actually. <laughs> All right, Gigi, what about your prime time? So I um, would air a mix of things. This wouldn't, I don't think I would do like five nights a week kind of programming, at least for the first couple hours of prime time. And I'd want to slot in either things that I like or kind of well-regarded um, hour-long shows that really aren't running as much as I think or at least not running in places I see them. So I would have acclaimed things like you were talking about Miami Vice CT um, but I would you know throw Magnum in there and, and some of my personal favorites and so that would kind of vary from night to night um, sort of in that 7 to 9 central time zone block at 9 uh, central time I would air uh, hopefully Star Trek The Next Generation uh, maybe Deep Space Nine just because of uh, that's when I watched Star Trek on TV basically it was 9 p.m. on weeknights. Um, and so uh, the the nostalgic factor uh, compels me to do that. Um, at 10 p.m. after Star Trek, I'd either do reruns of a classic Twilight Zone or maybe Alfred Hitchcock Presents, something in that kind of vibe where it's sci-fi horror suspense kind of programming and then um at 11 p.m central so midnight eastern i would go out and find those carson's comedy classics Hmm. which is kind of like the best of johnny carson stuff it used to air in syndication in various places i would get that and play the hell out of that thing every night because because those were great very interesting uh, I um, so I I'm more of a TV guy than a movie guy. So a lot of my 
programming is is TV centric. I do have a few blocks for uh, for movies and uh, and miniseries and stuff like that. But I, I wanted to show as many TV shows as possible. So my prime time is showing uh, more shows that I love. And on weeknights, I focused on shows that had long runs. And then um, on weekends, I'm I tend to focus in favor more of the shows that have shorter runs. Um, most most of the time. Um, then there might be some mixing it up and stuff as too, as as the station were to go on. But I have uh, at seven o'clock. Um, I have the West Wing, which is a not you know, not a really nerdy show, but I, it is a show that I do enjoy quite a bit, especially those early seasons that were written by Sorkin. And I think it's a good uh, a good early uh, early one to start off with on prime time. And then I do move into um, some science fiction with uh, Farscape. It is not uh, an incredibly long run show. Um, but uh, I, it's one of my favorite sci-fi shows. I might mix that up with um, the show known as Lost uh, on time, from time to time. Maybe have those two on rotation. So it would be like a Farscape. Once we run that through that uh, once, go into Lost, run through that, go back to Farscape. Um, and then I have something called the Buffy Angel Hour. And this would be uh, running through all the Buffy and Angel episodes in chronological order. And uh, so it would start off with the first three seasons of Buffy, and then beginning with uh, Buffy 4, Angel 1, it would uh, air them in the uh, preferred order. And I've actually found on the internet the order you should watch them in. Uh, and it could just be alternating, but there are some sort of like uh, times where one character does something on one show and then moves to the other show and, and crosses over. And so this would uh, show them in that order and then just cycle back around through all 12 seasons. Um, and then I would end that block of time with uh, 24, the uh, eight eight seasons plus the movie um, for uh, that series. Uh, wow, that was that was nice. I fully endorse the uh, Buffy Angel Hour. Well, thank you. I endorse at least the first half of it. <laughs> <laughs> the first half of Buffy, all five of Angel. Yeah, I. And this is probably a whole episode of itself, but I'm actually still in the in the midst of trying to work that game plan because I did not watch Buffy and Angel when it's on. So I've been going through the DVDs and I'm stuck in Buffy season five, Angel season two. And I'm seriously considering just giving up on Buffy because it hasn't been interesting in like 20 episodes. But yeah, that's a whole you're, other. You're right. That's a whole other episode. And we can get into that because I ran into the exact same thing you did, mo- mostly with Buffy. Yeah, that's probably another episode. Just <laughs> <laughs> too many words. Too many words. Should we just do it now? <laughs> yeah, may as well. But I would—that's a solid lineup, CT. But no, no Babylon Five in your uh, sci-fi hour. Um, I actually didn't. I I've talked. I've thought about Babylon Five. Um, for my for my lineup for my show. Um, I'm sorry for my station. Um, I did not ever put it on my schedule. Um, I. In recent years, when I've rewatched Babylon Five, I really have not felt it has held up as well, and I don't know, I don't know why that is. Uh, I may need to revisit that again. That might be another episode down the road. So, so the short answer, no. Um, what about late night programming? Did uh, you mentioned the uh, Carson's Classics? Uh, that's a great, that's a great one. Let me just use that to segue into what I did for late night programming for myself, and. Uh, from uh, for the last two hours of my day, I am running reruns of Late Night with David Letterman and Late Night with Conan O'Brien. 
those those two shows, watching uh, old comedy clips and old interviews with uh, that those guys do are amazing. I love I love just sitting and watching those clips on YouTube, and I would love to be able to get the rights and just start running through those shows uh, every night again and uh, reliving those those days. So that's what I would do. Yeah, that's a great call. Yeah, I like that too. Although it will only remind us of. Uh, the the way things are not the same with Conan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I uh, that, yeah, I agree. And I mean, yeah, because you were mainly talking about rerunning the uh, the old after Tonight Show Conan, the right? Late, yeah, late night. The back when, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the late night discussion is something we also need to have a <laughs> conversation on someday. Is somebody writing these down because <laughs> we're talking about future episodes more as much as this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're recording this, aren't we? <laughs> I, okay, there we go. So, yeah, late night. Late so, night. Um, okay, yeah, to, to lead up into my old lady and then my out, I have, I toyed with the, I'm going to do uh, back-to-back episodes of the uh, Star Trek, the original series, because um, I remember watching them late nights uh, when I was in college. Um, I toyed with the idea of also doing uh, Conan reruns, uh, early Conan. I also toyed with the idea of there was another show on um, called Nightstand, which was a parody of late night shows um, starring Timothy Stack. And uh, they were hilarious. And we loved that show. And I would like to show reruns of that, maybe even get him to come back and do new shows of that. So it's kind of a... um, funny like a really like parody late night show on and then i i didn't i didn't think about doing both buffy and angel i i considered rerunning just angel episodes um um late night um because that's one of my favorite shows of all time so i would show i would show that and then that would lead me out um into snow or the indian head whatever i decided (laughs) (laughs) all right and geez what about you for late night I would probably wrap it after Carson comedy classics. I think the uh, the seventies vibe of that going right into like infomercials for the magic bullet or something seems appropriate to me. So okay. I would uh, probably fold up shop around midnight and head for the infomercials. All right. Any uh, any variances? Uh, Pax, you kind of mentioned that, but uh, Geech, for you, do you have any sort of variances in the week weekdays? I mean, for me, I I sort of thought maybe Friday night movie or something. Um, but the rest of my weekdays are the same. So my mostly would be in sort of that early prime time sort of, I would have some shows that were on Monday and then, uh, flip to something else on Tuesday. So I would, you know, kind of make it more like traditional network programming where, you know, whatever show is on whatever night and that's, that's it for its prime time slot during the week. So that would be the part that would really vary. Other than that, it would be, pretty much the same for the weekday all right let's move on to the uh, weekends we'll start with um saturday i don't know about you guys but i do have a different saturday sunday schedule but uh but there's a lot of similarity with them i do have um uh, i go back to cartoons i have a huge block of cartoons on on both saturday and sunday mornings from six to noon actually um with saturday i um and, and maybe sunday as well i do have the idea of having a host of some kind sort of hosting the cartoons always liked when uh when uh, Saturday morning shows would would have that sort of uh, continuity throughout uh, there would be that uh, that host so that would I would incorporate that or even the uh, Fox Kids Club I don't know if you guys remember that but uh there was that there was a uh, Maria 
was the the host uh, in the uh, Springfield, Illinois uh, Fox affiliate, and uh, she would host the show and super excited. So I'd have maybe I'd bring back Maria. I'd find I'd track her down and bring her in huh. with her minivan and her five kids that she has by now. <laughs> All right, exactly. Um, with Saturdays, I went with more nostalgic older shows like Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, Thundar, Space Ghost, and then on uh, Sunday I went with. Uh, slightly more modern shows like the 90s shows and, and beyond so um, I have like a block that's got Batman, Superman, Justice League Batman Beyond um, those sorts of superhero shows what about you Pax? Um, yeah I, I scheduled the hell out of my Saturday um, I started oh, well the channel comes on at 6 and I do cartoons through like 2pm um, I always hated uh, I remember on my Saturdays, like right around 11 flash Gordon would come on and I'd be like, this cartoon sucks. And I've been know from 11 on like Saturday was pretty much over because cartoons were done by that point. So I wanted to extend it out a little bit. Um, I called it, uh, I call, I'm going to call it like the cavalcade cartoon theater or something. And uh, I'm going to show some like number one on my list is I'm showing uh, cartoon adventures of teen wolf because that show is not being shown enough. It's not on DVD, and I am going to get the rights to it and show it because Surprised you only have that on Saturday. It. Yeah, figure well, it'd be on every day on your channel. Yeah, well, it probably will come on on, on uh, <laughs> the morning shows too because I am doing cartoons there. But uh, Teen Wolf is going to show. I'm going to show the other ones like He Man and Brave Star, and I even may try to get rights to like Count Duckula and Danger Mouse because um, I always really enjoyed those shows too. But uh, from like twelve to two. Um, that's that's really where I was talking about the cartoon theater, and I would do cartoons kind of based on 80s movies. So stuff like Karate Kid, Bill and Ted, RoboCop, Police Academy, you know, just crazy cartoons based on 80s movies um, that I thought would be fun. Or I would show like a cartoon movie like Animal Olympics or Secrets of Nim or something like that, some cartoon movie just to kind of take us in past the afternoon. Um, and... Uh, so I scheduled up to two. The rest of the rest of Saturday would probably be uh, movies, like '80s movies and stuff like that. Okay. What about you, Jeej? What's your Saturday look like? So early morning, I would have uh, cartoons and sort of uh, younger kids kind of educational programming. So you know, your Beekman's World, uh, which was like a modern Mister Wizard kind of thing, and then um, you know, I would do stuff like Jane and the Dragon and some of these things that are for younger kids. Mid-morning, I'd kind of switch into something um, that's for a little older kids, more action-packed, you know, maybe some of the the newer DC things like you were talking about, CT. And then um, say around like 11 or 10.30 or something like that central time, I would go live action. I would be PAX's enemy. I would uh, (laughs) air the sort of things that were kind of what killed cartoons. So. Saved by the Bell, Pee Wee's Playhouse, California (laughs) Dreams, USA High. I would air a block of that junk because that's what I grew up on. And I loved all that garbage. So uh, although Pee Wee's Playhouse is not garbage, that's just genius. So I would want to get that thing on the air as well. I agree. That needs to be back on the air. What's that? I agree. That needs to be back on the air. Oh, yeah. Um, We recently watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure and – that's as hilarious as it was the day it came out. So I have not seen Playhouse in a long time, but I imagine it's it's even better now that I would get more of the jokes. Yeah. In the afternoon, I would air all the cheesy action stuff that uh, I have written about before on the blog. So Hercules and Xena, 
I would get uh, Relic Hunter with Tia Carrere, air that. I would get Adventure Inc. with Michael Bean and throw that on there. I would air all of that garbage. I'd fill the entire Saturday afternoon with that. I can't believe you called out Relic Hunter. I was just thinking about that earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) What was that Gina Lee Nolan? Wasn't there like a, like she was like a jungle girl. Was it Sheena or something like that? Um, Oh, was it? uh, Yeah, Sheena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. There, there will be room for it. I will, I will make room for for all that stuff. And that really bad Conan. Wasn't there a bad Conan that was like, uh... <laughs> uh, or like the live action Highlander TV or show. the the Beastmaster <laughs> TV series? Beastmaster yes. with uh, what's his name, Ryan Gosling? Yes, uh, Hercules. He oh, was Hercules. the young Hercules. That's right. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was the young Her- Hercules. So there's plenty of that stuff to go around, and, and I want it all on Saturday afternoon. Um, and then primetime, I would uh, have some a mishmash of things. Like I'd want to get like three Stooges worked in somehow, so maybe I'd uh, air some Stooge uh, shorts uh, packaged together. And then getting later on in the evening, sort of you know your nine o'clock uh, central time, I'd want to get some syndicated pro wrestling because uh, I miss watching that kind of thing. So I don't care what it is, if it's WWE or TNA or ROH or whatever. Then I'd want to get some of those '80s classic American Gladiators reruns, uh, and and throw that up there. And then late late night, I would uh, have a local horror show with a host and. For the uh, the name of that, I was thinking Dead Air would be a great name for the for the horror show. <laughs> um, and so I would have I don't know who would get a local radio host or actor, TV guy or something to come on and and you know introduce the movie and do some some bits around commercials and that kind of stuff. I like that. Good call. I, w- I would watch some of that, even though I, I watched a lot of those shows too. So <laughs> I mean, that was a good call. Yeah, I had uh, I thought about kind of I. I'd, written down at one point putting Hercules and Xena and the action adventure shows like uh, even like uh, Jack of All Trades and Cleopatra 2525 oh yeah. all those uh, in on my Saturday afternoon I ultimately settled on like a Saturday matinee with a host maybe the uh, same host that um, depending on how I worked it the same host that was on Saturday morning so it'd just be like an all day affair with that person um, I also had uh, between my, my cartoons and that Saturday matinee uh, a noon uh, scheduling of uh, Briscoe County Jr. just to kind of break up the two. Um, I love that show. It was only on for a season, so you could get through. Uh, it would take you a couple of. Um, it would take you a few months to get through that entire series by airing it on Saturdays. Um, so um, Saturday matinee, lots of action movies and stuff. I really didn't kind of figure that. It'd just be stuff I liked. Um, and then um, going into the evenings, I decided to put... That's where I was going to put all my Trek. All my Star Trek was going to be in Saturday evenings. So it was going to be like Classic Trek and Next Generation and Deep Space Nine just for hours upon hours uh, there because there are many hours to uh, air of that. So that's how I finished up Saturday. Um, Pax, did you finish up Saturday? Um, I was finishing out Saturday with like uh, mainly like movies and... Uh um, 80s like TV shows and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Um, and then also somewhere in there, either Saturday or Sunday, I would um, cycle in um, like another block of sitcoms, maybe to break up the movies and Trek. And I would definitely work in Arrested Development into that sitcom block since that was also a short-lived series. Uh, I wouldn't eat it all up on weekdays. I could use it on uh, maybe Saturday, Sunday uh, times. 
Uh, moving on to we uh, we all finish up Saturday. We get that. Yeah. Uh, moving yes, on to sir. Sunday, I think I mentioned already doing the cartoons in the morning. What about uh, you, Jeej? I'd start off with uh, church programming. <laughs> I need <laughs> need to turn on like the Hour of Power with Reverend Robert Schuler or something because I always remember like getting up on Sunday and thinking, oh, I got to find some cartoons on TV and then being very disappointed. So I want to continue that tradition, pass it down to the next generation. So early in the morning would be some church programming, Joel Osteen or something like that. And then I would switch into cartoons as well. And this is where I would put my retro cartoons. Um, if I could get old Hanna-Barbera or if I could get the Mr. T cartoon from the 80s, yes. you know, stuff like that, <laughs> throw that on there. All right, way to make me look bad. I also meant that on Sunday mornings, I would air a little like Veggie Tales or something like that. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Pax, what about you? What about your Sunday mornings? Uh, Sundays, um, the way I'd scheduled it was going to be like a free-for-all. So like I'd start off with cartoons, uh, maybe not as long as Saturday, but I'd start off with them with a few cartoons in the morning and uh, more of the retro stuff and maybe even show um, a block, like one of the cartoon movies I did from Saturday's cartoon theater, something like that in the morning. All right. Um, and then moving into uh, Sunday afternoons. Uh, the rest of the afternoons and in the evening I do, uh, <laughs> I probably uh, reshow maybe one of the, TV movies I did from the week in the afternoons and then uh, start showing in the evenings uh, TV shows uh, that I call them brilliant but canceled but there was like a website called that that's that's why it sticks in my head but I like you said Arrested Development like stuff like that like um, Good Guys with uh, Bradley Whitford and uh, Colin Hanks um, shows that I, I enjoyed that were canceled that I would like to be shown again right so I, I just get a you know buy up a bunch of shows like that and show them in the show them like sunday afternoon sunday evening um and just get them all out there because they're shows i think that should be seen more often and geez what about you for uh, your sundays uh, finishing them out um in the afternoon i would do a uh like family friendly movie thing i don't, I don't know if you guys got WGN back in the day they would do something called Family Classics and I don't know if that was on just the Chicago local feed or if that was on the nationwide feed as well but it would be like you know Swiss Family Robinson and you know the old Disney movies you know the incredible Mr. Limpet that kind of stuff and they had a host um, that would introduce that and and it was all very calming and peaceful on a Sunday afternoon so I would I would do a program like that that would be my other local uh, hosted type program and then on Sundays, I was thinking of doing like a block of mysteries. Um, and so I'd ease into it with some old people programming. I'd do some Matlock or a Murder, She Wrote or something like that. <laughs> and then transition either into a mystery movie or, uh, you know, maybe pull in some more modern stuff. Maybe get some some British stuff, Prime Suspect or some of their shows if they were available. Um, something with a bit more of an edge after the uh, – the CBS audience has gone to bed. Yeah, I, I wound up ending my uh, day with some British stuff, but uh, I'll get to that in just a minute. I, I sort of used the rest of my Sunday to finish up with shows that I um, that were like the kind of the short-lived shows, or a couple of them were, were a little bit longer. But um, uh, Alien Nation was a was a one-season show. Veronica Mars was a three-season show. 
Um, Firefly was a one-season show. So I just kind of ate up like some of these shorter shorter run shows, maybe a couple that were a little bit longer. Um, and then, um, again, I bro- kind of broke up that with some sitcoms or some older, shorter shows. I did um, The Muppet Show and WKRP. And then, um, and then I end up the day with some uh, British shows, so like Red Dwarf, uh, Doctor Who, New and Old, The Avengers, The Prisoner, uh, maybe the uh, UK version of The Office, uh, Real Late. Uh, so that's the direction I went with my Sundays. There's something very comforting about that uh, block of British programming late at night, I think, because that's, again, when it has been on most of the time in my life. So seeing it at that time, there's just something that's uh, peaceful about that, having it right there like a like a security blanket. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I toyed with switching. I think uh, Saturday night was a lot of the time when it was on growing up like i remember doctor who was on saturday nights and red dwarf was a saturday night show so i kind of toyed with putting it there but uh uh i settled i settled on sunday and keeping track on saturdays so yeah in the chicago market doctor who was a sunday and they i think that's the first place i ever saw are you being served was on late on sunday nights as well yeah i I agree that was uh, i actually have that written down to carlin the late night showing some of the british stuff i like uh i have mainly written down like there's a show called the it crowd that i love right yep and uh i'd show that i'd show um sherlock which is a great show and uh i get you what three weeks <laughs> yeah 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 right and uh uh what was the other one? Oh, faulty towers um upstairs downstairs stuff like that or, you know, another good one would be uh, MI5 or uh, Spooks is called there. That'd be a good, a good show to include as well. Just, just hit me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree. That, that's just, I was thinking the same thing of ending, coming to the end with British shows that uh, I've enjoyed. All right. Any uh, final thoughts on our uh, TV stations? I, th- I mean, I, as for me, I think I would. Uh, I mean, I definitely watch my station, but I would uh, check your guys' stations out as well for sure. Uh, when I got tired of my <laughs> my channel, did you guys come up with any ideas for like um, holiday specific stuff? Like I, I came up, I wanted to do like in December. I think ABC Family does twenty four days of Christmas. I wanted to do the same thing, but in October for Halloween, because it doesn't seem like there's enough, enough Halloween specific stuff. Like Christmas is like all December and like Halloween is like the last week and a half of October. So I was going to do like all month, like kind of like on the blog, like awesome Toberfest and show like, like monster cartoons and TV shows and Halloween specials from like quantum leap and, and all these other shows. And, uh, like, uh, Teen Wolf and Fang Face and Groovy Ghoulies and uh, for some reason the only thing I can think of is Halloween episodes of Quantum Leap and I don't know why but uh, <laughs> but stuff like that as uh, I would show like all month just like Halloween themed stuff I, I think that would be fun I had the same you idea for like- uh, President's Day I was going to do that for President's Day <laughs> all movies about presidents yeah the Dave uh, American President <laughs> keep going uh, it's gonna be West, Murder, lots of, there's lots of West, those are two good movies. Lots yeah. of uh, West Wing. Just gonna raise me. Yeah, uh, what, what was the Gina Davis president movie? Oh, uh, well, TV, the, show. TV show. Yeah, the Gina Davis. Uh, twenty four. <laughs> there's a president. There's always a president in twenty four. So. That's true. Just show the uh, the Kennedy assassination over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I had not thought of holiday specific stuff. So thanks for that one. I do like thanks for showing up. us up. <laughs> I do like That's that setup one. on 
on ABC Family, though. They've kind of gotten a, away from it or kind of moved it around recently where, like, they're doing more, like, new original holiday movies that are garbage. Um, right. But when it first yeah. rolled out, it was like, tonight we're showing all Christmas episodes from Growing Pains and Silver Spoons or whatever. And I love just revisiting that stuff and seeing all the old Rankin and Bass specials rolled out again. Right. So I would want to yeah, do something it, like what you're uh, saying. Totally. Yeah, because when it first started, it was all the Rankin-Bass stuff, some of the Hanna-Barbera stuff, a lot of TV show Christmas episodes. And you're right, now it, they keep scheduling like these these horrible holiday movies with like Joey Lawrence and Mar- Mario Lopez. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Mario Lopez. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Okay, well, I think then uh, with that, we will uh, go ahead and set aside our little uh, TV guides for our uh, new UHF stations we've come up with. And uh, uh, it was fun to do that. I hope you guys had fun as well. And we are going to move on to our uh, a new thing. If you remember back, we uh, for the uh, first uh, nine episodes, we did the closing monoblogs. And then uh, in episode 10, we tried to do Atomic Picks. And Christian Nielsen from the Atomic Geeks came and said... We could not do that. Pax, it was, it was actually your idea. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and explain what we're going to do uh, for, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, sure. Um, we were trying to come up with a closer, so I decided to, that we'd kind of do, I kind of liked um, Atomic Picks, so I kind of did the reverse of it. Atomic Picks, the idea is um, something that I did, and then you do a review. So I was like, well, what do we have planned? Because there's always something... Um, I have that I'm about to read or watch or do that's a little nerdy that uh, I plan on doing in the next couple weeks or the next month or whatever. And uh, just I thought it'd be kind of fun to for us to list out, you know, hey, this is what I got on deck that I plan on doing. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. So you do you want me to start? Yeah, why don't you start? Okay. Um, <laughs> coming up for me on my to-do list, uh, my friend... Uh, Dr. Mike actually just texted me and told me he bought the new uh, Star Wars um, Darth Reaven novel. Um, and I've been pretty excited to read that. I've been reading a lot of the Sith novels recently. And it's written by the guy that did the Darth Bane novels, uh, Drew Capetian. So uh, I'm looking forward to reading that. And I also borrowed from my same friend the uh, Star Wars novels Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed 2. I'd already read Force Unleashed, but I wanted to reread it before I read the sequel force unleashed 2 so right now for me in the next probably month i will be reading uh reven force unleashed and force unleashed 2 um all right so that's on your nerd, your nerd to-do list yes they are all right Jeet, what's on your nerd to-do list so I got a couple things coming up here in the next uh, week or so. Um, one is I need to watch a very special holiday special that uh, will be researched for this here podcast. So I need to uh, delve into that for the first time ever, which should be very interesting, but I won't spoil it. <laughs> the next thing I uh, need to do, based upon CT's recent success in getting a retreat from Bruce Campbell himself... 
I have vowed to get a response from Ukla the Mook on Twitter. <laughs> and I don't mean the band. I know there's like a metal band or something out there that goes by the name Ukla the Mook. I mean Ukla the Mook from Thundar. I don't know how he's on Twitter. I don't know why he's on Twitter. He's never said anything. But it is my mission now to get him to say something to the Twitterverse. And so I'm going to put put my nose to the grindstone and see what I can make happen on that front. <laughs> that is amazing to do. Um, yeah, actually I was going to mention the Bruce Campbell thing because, uh, what I like about to do lists is writing things on that I can immediately cross off. So, <laughs> so I had mentioned, yeah, I mentioned back in episode seven that, uh, we were talking about Bruce Campbell and I'd said it was my goal to get Bruce Campbell to retweet me. And after weeks and weeks of bugging him, finally, Finally, it happened. He didn't. He did not do a restrainer, restraining order or block me. He uh, he actually did call me out on Twitter and uh, respond to what I had said, and it was it was everything I thought it would be and more. So, <laughs> thanks, Bruce Campbell. I know you're listening, and uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, also, to my to do uh, nerd to do list, um, I actually have written in now uh, to track down gargoyles at some point based on our conversation. Um, but also, uh, I've uh, I've been dying to do something called Red, White, and Do, and I need to just do it. And uh, I bought that Captain America cup at Dunkin' Donuts that had the uh, three different compartments. And uh, I want to buy a Code Red Mountain Dew, a Mountain Dew Voltage, and a Mountain Dew Whiteout, and fill up each of the compartments with one of the flavors of Dew, and then get three straws and drink all three Dews together. And uh, I will... I will do that at some point. And then you will contract diabetes. <laughs> it's, it's possible that doing that would, would push that in. But uh, yeah, I felt like since it was nerd to do is that I had to have Mountain Dew on the list because uh, do, do. Um, Just do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, also finally, um, I need to finish Torchwood season two. I just, I've, I've started Torchwood and it's been like over the last, like, I don't know, three years. I finally polished off season one. I just need to, I need to do season two. Uh, Pax, you mentioned a while back that you enjoyed it. And uh, I, I have heard amazing things about season three and I'm not going to watch it until I finish season two. So I need to just, just do that. Yeah. All right. So lots to do guys. All right. Well, it's time to play the national anthem and put that Indian head test card up on our screen. Be sure to visit both nerdlunch.net and cavalcadeofawesome.net. Uh, we both uh, both blogs love. We have a uh, little comments. You can leave comments. We'd love to hear from you. So, uh, you know, definitely thanks to uh, Jack and Chris Locke and Fitz for all your regular comments on on our podcast. We do appreciate it. So, uh, so keep it up. We love we love them. Um, also, you can follow all three of us on Twitter. I am at Nerd Lunch. Pax is at Pax and Holly, P-X-T-O-N-H-O-L-L-E-Y. And Jeej is at Nerd Lunch Jeej. That's J-E-E-G. And at the time of this recording, Jeej is one follower away from 50. So maybe Ooh. if you follow him, you can be that 50th follower and you will win absolutely nothing. <laughs> I may give you some Twitter love if you're number 50. Twitter love. You'll win Twitter love. <laughs> Especially if you're a bot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, be sure to check out the uh, most recent and upcoming episodes of the Atomic Geek podcast. They are uh, part of the Atomic Geeks podcasting network. And uh, we love those guys. And I uh, want to encourage you to check them out if you can. And there is a geek nearby, I believe, who can tell us what is coming up on their next episode. 
Hello, Nerd Lunchers. This week on the Atomic Geeks, I'm your host, Mike Downs, and we're all at gunpoint watching the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the 8th dimension. All right. Thanks, Downs. I will definitely be checking that one out. Uh, both the Atomic Geeks podcast and Nerd Lunch are available on iTunes, and we would both love some reviews. Special thanks to Geekerino for leaving us a review on the iTunes store in the U.S., and to our friend AJ Maggot in Australia for leaving us a review on the iTunes store in that country. We appreciate the reviews and would love more and more. We are also on Zoom now, so if that happens to be your preferred method of downloading, check us out there, and I guess you can leave reviews for us there as well. Uh, so we would love that too. Thank you for listening, and until next time, kapla. This has been Nerd Lunch, a part of the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network. Nerd Lunch theme by Rick Jackson. Music by Flannel Time. Please place all trash in the receptacle. Thank you.